Community Radio Kilkenny City, number one for sport. In our day, it was the memory of the parish and yeah. of the people you met after the game. Mm. The dressing room, inside training, there were always people there in to see you, kind of, and in to see someone else. And, our, and they were all gathered afterwards to talk to you. So they were fabulous times. They were fabulous times all together. And the training wasn't excessively hard either. We went there seven nights a week. We were at it, say, the three nights, and then we were raising the family for the other three or four nights or whatever, mm. or working. Which was, it just fitted lovely into your way of life. Almost every player on a county team today is a third level, has been, either is a third level student or has been a third level student mm. away from home and that takes some of the thing that Beam says and you could almost say it about club teams now that they're, 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 they're no longer uh, mixing amongst their own people because lots of them are travelling home to train, travelling home to play, so society has changed and the GAA reflects society, naturally. Mm. Community Radio Kilkenny City, number one for sport. Voice of the Black and Amber, Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. JJ Cavan and Sons, sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Welcome to Friday Talk Sport. It's Pat Tracy with you, and uh, of course, we're only one game in town, I suppose. The All Ireland Senior Hurling Final will be looking at that fairly strongly. Although I am told that there, we are going to the dogs. Is that right? Oh, God, absolutely. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. You're under okay. duress from Croke Park there now. Oh, for God's sake. Right, we're going to Bear Scott. Bear, you've given up on the horses, you're going hurling. Oh, I, I put all the money on the black and amber this weekend. <laughs> the odds are I good, are they? We'll put all our eggs in the one basket. Look, um, it depends on where you shop, Pat. But the bookies are varying. They're, you know, there's some of them going nine to four on Limerick. That's, you put down nine to win four. And it's more or less the same in reverse. Nine to four against Kilkenny. And eight to one to draw. Other places are actually going eleven to four on Limerick, and eleven to four against Kilkenny, and uh, eight to one to draw again. But sure, like I say, Limerick are hot favourites with all the bookies. There's nowhere that you're going to find Kilkenny favourites. That's for sure. Okay, and what kind of uh, value are those uh, those um, uh, uh, bets? Well, so look, if, if, I mean, you can, you can actually, you can get uh, a price on the handicap as well. Now, this year, I can't remember what the handicap was last year. I think it was three points. Four. It's four points, the handicap this year. That means uh, Limerick, you can get a bet with Limerick giving Kilkenny a four-point start. And it works out around evens, both of them, you know. But... The, of course, if you fancy Kilkenny, and look, I have to say, Pat, that the buzz around is very, very good. I, I just can't believe it's so good, you know, because if it was a horse race and one of them was 11 to 4 on, you'd say it's all over, you know. But the p- people do seem to think that we're in a good place this year. That's the reason 11 to 4 against or even 9-4 to four against, if you think we're good enough, is, is a good price in a, in a two-horse race, you know. 
But, um, like I say, you can bet on the handicap if you like, but I don't believe in this handicap stuff myself. I think if you're going to bet, back him, back him to win. Okay. Right, Bear, and uh, anything else? Uh, what will what, you be doing for the weekend then? Where will you be watching it? Well, I'll be watching it at home, Pat, because I'm inclined to get excited. Out of <laughs> and if I have to, if I want to cool down, I'll go out in the yard or I'll go up to bed, one or the other. But uh, usually with an All Ireland, you'll stick there, you'll stick it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just hope, I just hope it's a good match, and I hope. You know, it's a it is a good contest. I'd be a bit worried about the last day that we played player. There was a period in the match after half time when we didn't win one puck out and everything that was talked out was coming back into our into our uh, defence. And I wouldn't like to see uh, the Limerick half back line dominating for that kind of a period of time I think we'll be in trouble OK uh, we have a text in here and it said Kilkenny plus four in the handicap is the bet lads put the wife and kids yeah, well, he said put the wife and kids uh, on it at even money <laughs> I suppose if you fancy that have a go <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, um, a shrewd man said to me, look, he says, someone is going to beat him. It may as well be us. That's true. <laughs> exactly. So I hope, he, I hope he's right. All right, Bear. Thanks. God bless, Pat. Take oh. care. And the best of luck to him. And I, I, I should also the best of luck to the Camogie players tomorrow. Oh. I'm, I'm very interested in that. And I forgot to mention him this morning. But anyway... Best of luck to him Okay, you have more than a passing interest in that one, I'd say, all right. I have, I have. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bear, thanks. Anyway, God bless you. That's Bear Scott there. And um, Paddy Kelly, yes, you have uh, the two teams there, so sure, maybe go down and see see what chances we have. I will indeed. I'll start with the Kenny team. It's Zoe Morphy from Glenmore and Goal, uh, Mikey Butler, uh, Hugh Lawler, and Tommy Wells in the half back line. Uh, or sorry the full back line I beg your pardon the half back line is David Blanchfield Richie Reid and Paddy Deegan middle of the field is Conor Fogarty and Adrian Mullen the half forward line is Tom Phelan Martin Keown and John Donnelly and the full forward line is Billy Ryan TJ Reid and Owen Cody and uh, do you want the Limerick team? Oh, yeah, yeah The Limerick team is uh, Nicky Quaid in goal, Mike Casey, Dan Marcy and Barry Nash in the half back line uh, Dermot Burns, William well, Donahue and Kyle Hayes in the and the half-back line middle of the field then is Darrow O'Donovan and Keane Lynch uh, half-forward line is Garrod Hegarty David Reedy and Tom Morris and the full-forward line is Aaron Galland Seamus Flanagan and Peter Casey OK so um, uh, Declan Hannan uh, Nicky no sign of Declan Hannan on the 26 yeah. no which obviously that means he hasn't recovered that was the feeling in fairness we were getting back from Limerick that he wasn't going to make it at all but uh, obviously they have uh, plenty of others there. Look, he's a loss. He's been very influential player. He's been their captain for the last number of years. 
and I uh, suspect that if they were lucky enough to uh, win on Sunday, I suggest he probably will be up beside Keane Lynch collecting the cup, I suspect. I don't think he'd be left out of the scene that way. He's a loss, he's a leader and influential player and it'll be a different type of game because I don't think Will, will O'Donoghue will sit back in the pocket the same way as Declan Hannon will. He'll be more of a man-marker. So look, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, might go. It's only sec- Donoghue's second game from a Limerick perspective there. He does play that centre-back for his club, all right. We just have to wait and see. And of course, on the Kilkenny side, David Blanchfield is named, and uh, clearly we don't know yet whether he'll be uh, whether he'll be able to line out or not. I think we probably won't know that until close to throwing on Sunday. Um, Kevin Lafar tells me said, "Tell everyone to install the Mixcloud app and follow Community Radio Kilkenny City." So you can put that on your phone, can you? The yeah, Mixed Cloud. the advantage of Mixcloud as well is it's a, just it's a technical. There's a, we were using SoundCloud, and we do use, and I put stuff up in SoundCloud, and also anybody listening, we put all our stuff up on uh, Spotify in the CRKC. Uh, on Spotify you can get all our um, a lot of our shows a lot of our interviews are put up there but the shows are put up on Mixcloud now it just makes it easier from Kevin's point of view to put them up because you put the whole content up whereas in the past with Soundcloud you, you, were, you wouldn't be able to put up music if it was part of a program or things like that we used to take out the ads and all of that because you're under a regulation from Sound, Soundcloud in, with Mixcloud you can just uh, take the whole program and it's much easier to put it up so it's made life very much easier for Kevin who has been loyally doing that work and doing a brilliant job on it in fairness so so he's, uh, he's encouraging people to listen back to shows on uh, Mixcloud and I'm saying that for all our for all our sporting interviews that we will have we'll get them as quickly as possible after they're done and they'll be up on uh, Spotify under CRKC Right so you go into uh, the um, the 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 um Apple. I, I, I have to check. You have to check now in relation to Mixcloud. I'm, I'm only getting to grips with it. But certainly, when it comes to um, Spotify, go into Spotify and under podcasts, or just under do a search on CRKC, and you'll uh, all our interviews. We have about twenty three or four or five different interviews relating to the All Ireland are already up on our uh, on uh, the Spotify podcast. Okay. All right, so um, yeah, go into uh, the Apple Store and you can get them there. On the, yeah, on, we have a lot of people. Kind of thing, in yeah. fairness, now that was all set up for us <coughs> by our colleague who's no longer with us, Liam Kelly Rourke, Although he will be uh, touching base with us during the course of the club championship and helping us out a little bit there from uh, remotely. But uh, it's uh, it, we get a lot of people are interested in hearing back the interviews. They mightn't hear them during during the different programs, so they love going back in. Or if they're travelling in their cars, they can just turn on the interview and uh, listen to them in their cars wherever they're travelling around the country. Okay, you're going to do the dogs. I am, I'm going to go to a very fast Yeah, better fashion. break, 29 seconds. Okay, then, well, <laughs> and the first race starts off at half seven, split the pot at Kenny track, A5, A6, 5 to 5, going for number three, number six, I beg your pardon, Paddy Flynn's, she is lovely, uh, owned and trained to get the better of number four, Henry Kelly's owned and trained, Carlo Dara. Race number two, Betting on the Totical Kenny track, Novice 525. I'm going for number three, Carlo Warrior, a syndicate from Bagnestown to get the better of Rory Hickey's number one, Avangate Bonnie. Race number three, uh, Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium, A5, 525. I'm going for number four, Blackstone BAFTA. That's a Paddy Sinnott out there from Kells to get the better of uh, number one, uh, Gordon Rand- Rotherham's uh, Chiltern Peacock. Race number four. Sales at Kilkenny Track A4525 going for number two. Another Orihiki dog or Avangate Enzo uh, to get the better of number five. Uh, Helen McDonald's owned and trained 4th of April. Race number five, Greyhound Make Great Pets A4525 uh, going for number one. Another mentioned this name a moment ago, Henry Kelly's uh, Carlo Rambler to get the better of number four. Billy Murphy and Francis Mullins owned and trained Ascot Logan. 
rate number six, the Bile Sports A4525. Again, back to Drum just after speaking about number one. Um, comrade Dog of the last one there, I said, will come second. Billy Murphy and Francis Mullins, Ascot Bella to get the better of. Number four, Birchfield Pa, that's a syndicate from Thomas Town, trained by Tom Lahey. Race number seven, the Bile Sports Irish Derby Trial Stake, going for number six. Uh, Gavin Johns and Owen Carol Ramsbottom trained uh, Bromore Cliffs to get the better of number one Gavin O'Mahony's Morty Lai trained Stories Peewee race number eight it's the Talking Dogs A2 A3525 going for number five Larry Ellers owned and trained Woolies Yankee to get the better of number two PJ Peacock's owned and trained Ratchie's Joy race number nine Trials of Kilkenny Track A2525 going for number six Syndicate from Kilcullen, Morty Lahey, trained the dog that's been mentioned numerous times in this programme. Number five, Delirium Tremens, to come home ahead of. Number two, Rory Stafford's own Paul Hennessy trained, Bally Mac Rachel. And the last race in race number ten, at half past nine, going fights the Boyle Bookmakers A2525. Going for this time, PJ Peacock's number six, Ratchie's Cody, to get the better of number uh, three. Martin Cody is another leash trainer, uh, Paul pa, pa Peckley. Paul Peckley to come home second. And that's it. They'll be wrapped up there by 10 o'clock. So we hope it's not too wet out there tonight. There was some very heavy rain on the way down from Dublin there. How was sure they're on sand? Aren't uh, they? Yeah, but I'm thinking of the lads looking after them as well. Oh, and, that, you know, so, uh, and at the, uh, the, the GPA lunch in Croke Park today, Eddie Donnelly of Antrim and uh, Sandy Fitzgibbon of uh, Cork were inducted into the GPA Hall of Fame. Very good. Yeah, good feed you did. Not too bad at all. It was Kilkenny was represented by 63, 70, no, 63, 83, 93, 2003. So Kilkenny so was, but there was a big crowd there, obviously, and obviously Camogie as well. Very so. good. Yep. So great day out. Day all right, we're all. going to take a break and we're back then more chat about the All Ireland. Kilkenny City, number one for sport. I tell you, there was a Piltown man said, if you want good holders, have a more kind woman with a Piltown man. Oh, that's <laughs> breathing. <laughs> I'm looking at what Kilkenny do, and I know all the guys in Kilkenny are looking at next Sunday. From the time, you know, going back, we were all kids, and we all wanted to line up watching Eddie Kerr, whoever it was on the black and white TV when we first got one. And, um, thinking that was where we all wanted to be. Uh, huge thanks to everybody. Uh, what I can say is that um, all the players are working hugely hard all year and uh, what I can guarantee, never guarantee a win, I can guarantee that we will be given absolutely everything we can um, on Sunday and uh, your support is much appreciated so thanks very much. Community Radio Kilkenny City number one for sport. JJ Cavan and Sons sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Okay, and JJ Cavan is celebrating 25 years bringing Kilkenny teams up and down to, to Croke Park, so uh, that's uh, no mean feat as well. Here comes Tony Considine. How are you, Tony? I'm very good, Pat. How are you? Good, good. Tony. When you look at it now, right, Richie English is off the panel. Uh, he's right. injured, and uh, you have um, Sean Finn. Finn. He's he's out injured. You have Declan Hannan out injured. Yeah. And 
I mean, surely Kilkenny should be able to beat him. <laughs> yeah, you 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 look at it that way, all right, Pat. But you know, they have known already for a long time that they were without Sean Finn, right? Uh, they didn't have Declan Hannan the last day, and Richie English is a sub. You know what I mean? So. I just feel, you know, that uh, they can get over in things, Limerick, you know what I mean? They're picking the same team as they had the last day against Galway, which didn't do too bad, I suppose. Uh, the only thing I, w- I would think, really, about the game is, is, and first and foremost, while we go on about the game, I'm just amazed that we're playing in our Ireland final on the 23rd of July. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's just crazy, really. It's, it's, a, it's the end of what we call the top-class hurling in the country is, is inter-county. Uh, we're going. We're going looking at the game next Sunday, and we won't see any county holding again until next February. Maybe you know. I think it's a bit. I don't know. I, it's not for me anyway. It's not for me. I'd be at the All Ireland. I love the All Irelands, but I just feel it's way, way too early. Way too early. Tony, at its height now, you know. Tony, just interesting. You should say that because I've just come back from uh, what they call the GPL Legends lunch in Croke Park. Four kick any right. teams, six to three. And there was a Clare team and a Limerick team, obviously, 73. And it's ironic that um, at the end of the session, they brought up Richie Bennis and Eddie Kerr. Um, yes. Marty Morrissey was having a few words with him. And ironically... Marty's still around, he is. Yeah, Marty is still around. <laughs> and, he, and he told us all at the start, by the way, that he walked to Croke Park today and that he yeah. expects to be very fit by Christmas. So he... That he someone, li- uh, someone said he parked a bike somewhere, though, did he? Uh, he probably did, yeah. So I, think, I think I saw a bike over in the Croke Park Hotel when it was heading out of there. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably stand for the Greens in the next election. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but the funny thing about it, when they when he was talking to uh, about Eddie Kerr and um, Richie, Richie Bennis, it's amazing when he, they both... <laughs> alluded to the fact about the condensed season and all of that and mm-hmm. both of them you know said we have to get it back to September and it drew an enormous applause from the audience yeah, now it will yeah. be interesting if that would resonate with the GPA who were probably the, some one of the groups that kind of played a part in maybe the condensed season but it mm-hmm. was interesting that should have happened seeing, and, and you think what you're saying there is, is spot on it's very hard. It didn't that easy to get through to them GPA lads now. I tell you, if they're well, in their head, you know well, certainly you know? it was interesting to get the reaction from, and the place was level five was packed today. Well, Nicky, I, I think you have been involved in, at the top level in GA, right? I would say, and I've said this from the word go. I put this in writing. I reckon that the club championship should have been played first. Yeah, the, my the, feeling the, on it. <laughs> my feeling on. I think the split season is fantastic but I think it's done the wrong way around. Now, the only thing I would say there, Tony, is that, and I understand you saying it, and in my own mind, I'm, I could see the logic in it, but what would happen then if you had the uh, lads playing with the clubs at the, for, in the first six mm-hmm. months of the year? Would the, would the county managers, who, who wield so much power yeah, at the moment, would they, be, would they insist be, yeah. on getting access to the players for some degree of training while the club championships are taking place well, to be ready I, for the I, second six months? As I say, is who's in control of it, uh, Nicky? Oh, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is the problem. Who's in control? Like, if there's a county board, and, and we all know, you know, you've been involved in the county. The county board is responsible for the county team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that. It's the county board. But you like, know, so but you know yourself in many counties. I do, I do. I was manager myself and things I know about it. But I think it would be better for county managers to be going out, looking at players playing club games, Right? And seeing can they get lads for their county team off of these club games. And I think at the start of the year. Now, the good wine has been served first here. Let's, let's yeah. put it that way, right? Like, if you. The good wine should be served last as regards hurling. We all know, you know, Ricky, you played mm. it. Inter county level is the top class hurling in the, in, in, in the country. That's the game everyone wants to play. That's the game everyone wants to see as well, by the way. They want to see top class hurling. You know? Well, Tony, now, you're we're in going to be finished next Sunday. 
Yeah, Tony, you're involved with the Irish uh, with the Irish Examiner down there as well, and you yeah, know that Irish, after yeah. after well, the football will be on Sunday week, but after that, the hurling and the are the the lads involved in GA coverage in in all of the national newspapers, they know they're going to struggle for a bit for info. Yes, the Examiner, yeah. for example, because you're involved in saying that will cover yeah. club matches around the Munster area, but by yeah. and large, by and large, the people in Kilkenny are not that interested in in the in the football in Kerry or the hurling in Cork per se. They they will keep an eye on it, but but. Jesus, I thought you were interested in football in Kilkenny. Oh, well, we are. We just we, we lost the All Ireland Junior Football Final by a single point last Sunday in Croke Park. We were yeah, going yeah. we were going for the we were going for the double, and uh, we were very much looking as if we were going to have uh, the Lee McCarthy Cup and Sam Og as it's called the Junior Cup. We were almost going to have them in the county there. Um, so you're saying to me, so Nicky here right away that you fancy Kilkenny to win the All-Ireland on Sunday? I think they're in it to go. If they, if they absolutely play up to their potential, I think they can win it. But Limerick are understandably favourites, but we oh, never yeah, go yeah. We never go up without a chance. What are you yeah, saying, Tony? Yes, pardon? What are you saying about it? Well, the one thing I'm saying about this is, right, Kilkenny are going for four of a different kind of Sunday to Limerick. They're going for four defeats in, four, in their last four All-Ireland appearances. So I would be very wary of that. I would be really wary of that. Coming from a county, we all know the top hurling county in the country is Kilkenny. They're going for four defeats in the last four All-Irelands. Now, I think any man that's putting on the jersey for Kilkenny on Sunday, he doesn't want that to happen. I was in Kilkenny during the week, Pat. I felt there's a good feel factor in Kilkenny about this All-Ireland. Right? I just got it. I, I was doing a piece in Limerick and I was doing a piece in... On, 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 are you there? Yeah, yeah. I was doing a piece in Limerick. I was doing a piece on, on Kilkenny. I went to the city of Kilkenny, which is, I think, a population of 30,000, right? I was in the city of Limerick, which is a population of nearly 100,000. It was chalk and cheese between the two cities, right? You'll get a belt of a slither on the streets in Kilkenny. I don't think I heard... I went to four or five places in Limerick and not one person mentioned the All-Ireland hurling to me. And one person mentioned the match that was on, on, on this Sunday coming up. Now, that's the city of Limerick. It's different in the county of Limerick. And yeah, they, yeah. Like Kilmanock and Doon and Patrick's Well and all these places. They'd eat you for a ticket and things like there, you know. But I just feel this All-Ireland means an awful lot to Kilkenny this year to win it, I think. You know, and, and I got that feeling in Kilkenny itself from the Kilkenny people themselves that they're all very, very optimistic about winning the All-Ireland on Sunday. But I think they'll have a big job on their hands. And the reason I'm saying that is, if they allow Limerick, if they allow Limerick to perform, or if they performed against Limerick the same as they performed against Clare for 20 or 25 minutes in Crow Park in the second half, uh, I don't think they will win the All-Ireland. Because Clare completely dominated the second half of 20 or 25 minutes, win two pints up after being five pints down. If they allow Limerick to do that, I think Limerick would definitely go up more than two pints you know, if they allow that kind of freedom to Limerick, which I think they probably won't on Sunday. I don't think they will do that on Sunday. But there's battles all over the field on Sunday, and I think Kilkenny will aim to keep this game tight. I think they'll be... They'll, this This will be a rough game on Sunday, I believe. I, I believe this will, will be a real tough, rough, hard, physical game on Sunday. And if the weather is anyway wet, which it could be, I think it will be a lot tougher than what people are making out. You know, and I think Kilkenny would love to keep the game really, really tight because they can't afford Limerick to get into this running game that they're playing, and I don't think Limerick will allow, or Kilkenny will allow that on Sunday. 
I was talking to a man early on. This was my starting point coming into the All Ireland, uh, where I, <laughs> he started from. It was very sobering, and he said, "Can he have the chance?" Because he said, uh, two, three forwards won't beat six forwards." Uh, two or three forwards won't beat six forwards. Yeah, because uh, uh, the way yeah, they're, they're you, performed in the semi-final. Yeah, I know that. But you, you take, you take uh, uh, Limerick against Clare in the Munster final. They had only one forward. That was Alan Galland. Because Alan Galland won the match from right. right. Alan Galland scored two five the last day against uh, Galway. I think. Right, he got two yeah, goals. Yeah. And he got uh, four or five points. Maybe got a few points from freeze and things like that. Now, I don't know who's going to be on Alan Gillan on Sunday. Uh, probably maybe for you, Lawler. I thought Tommy Welch was on him last year. Maybe I'm wrong there. But, uh, I, you know, Kilkenny, I think, are not going to allow Limerick... To, they're not going to allow Limerick to play the structure that they've been playing and been successful with for the last couple of years. I don't think Kilkenny are going to allow that on Sunday. And they, that's why they'll be able to chance of winning the game if they stop Limerick from doing that. Uh, now, Limerick... I have William O'Donoghue at centre-back. Apart from William O'Donoghue, I think, not being a number six, I think he's a loss to Limerick at midfield because that's where he was in force and everything. You know, he was stopping the ball, going through and things like that. He was covering the centre-back where he was playing. Now he has to be covered himself. And have Limerick got them in to do that at midfield now? I know Darrow O'Donovan probably keen Lynch to start there. I'm not sure of that either. Maybe they've talked to David Reedy going in there as well. But I, I don't know the Kilkenny team. Is Blanchfield fit, lads? We doubt we it, but we picked. don't. We yeah, doubt it, but we anyway. don't. Yeah, ah, yeah, but we, we'll know. You won't know until throwing, let's say, Tony. Well, sure, we won't know the Limerick team until throwing either, maybe. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. We could be this and that about it, Nicky. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I feel that with Mickey Butler, Hugh Lawler, and Tommy Welsh, if they can if they can stop Limerick there, you know, they can stop the supply to Alan. Now, I know it has to be stopped out the field, but I think Elaine is their main two. He's their may go man there, I think. And if if Limerick, if if Kilkenny can stop that, uh, Tom Morrissey, Gerard Hager, too, who hasn't hit the heights this year as he had last year, uh, Blanchfield, if Blanchfield is on, that will be a fair battle. I don't know, will Paddy Deegan be on him this year? Maybe he will, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I think Kilkenny have two very, very important people in their team. They have a brilliant goalkeeper and they have a brilliant free taker. And I'll tell you, you can thank them for being in the All-Ireland final. Yeah, definitely. But surely, yeah, surely, Tony, one of the big jobs Kenny have is that the, one of the, the things in Ray Cody's time, he absolutely insisted on the forwards going into, as if they didn't have the ball, they immediately went into defensive mode. In other words, prevent the back clearing the ball. And if Kenny can do that enough of times on Sunday, or at least make it very difficult for Limerick, they might be able to get the pinpoint passes into. Darrow Donovan always moves out onto the left wing as soon That's as right. the ball goes into defence, because he wants to get the delivery from Barry Nash or some of the lads. and Or he'll Blow it into the corner to Casey or Galan or in front of Seamus Flanagan. Mm-hmm. If Kilkenny can put the Limerick backs under pressure with those deliveries, it'll be a big help in in uh, in subduing the amount of possession Limerick can get. Well, they can't afford to give balls for any fun from number two out for Limerick. If you know what I mean, yeah. they can't afford shot puck outs. Now, when you when Kil- uh, Kyle Hayes, who's probably one of the best, uh, I think he's one of the main holders that Limerick have in their defence. I think he's a real good defender, he's a real good player, he's a real good attacking player as well. Now, if we let Kyle Hayes get the ball, he's six foot five, you're not going to take it off him, Nicky. You know what I mean? Mm. Kenny have to bring the ball to the ground. They have to bring it to the ground. If they don't bring it to the ground, then Kyle Hayes can sally up the field, as he does all the time. 
and he gets a few scores and things like that. I think he's a crucial player for Limerick. I think if he stopped going up the field, Claire did it in one of the games in Munster, David Fitzgerald was on him, he didn't make any inroads going into the opposition half. He always does that. If you give Limerick the move, we say, and look, a guy like Diarmid Burden's getting on the ball, Diarmid Burden's will get on the ball, if he gets any chance from 60, 70, 80 yards, he'll have a pop. Okay, and long distance freeze he'll score as well. But I think Limerick are really missing their general on the pitch. I do. I really think Declan Hannon is a huge loss to Limerick. You know what I mean? I think I think Limerick's defence can be got it without Declan Hannon. How will they and manage it? Yeah, how will they manage it, Tony? Declan Hannon sits back into the pocket, kind of at the edge of the mm-hmm. circle outside the square area. Whereas yeah. Willie, Willie O'Donoghue is more of a man-to-man marker. How might that change the the whole style of the game on, on Sunday? Well, that, that's that's we, 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 will they be able to play like that? Will they be able to play? I know now Galway faded against them, but when Galway went at him in the first twenty-eight minutes of the game. They, they tore him apart in the halfback line. They got one twelve, I think, on the board, I think, in that 28 minutes. Galway did, I think, something like that anyway. And they ran at him. Now, if fellas like Billy Ryan, I don't know, will King Kenny be playing fee? If they can run at the Kilkenny defence, at the Limerick defence, I think they can cause problems. I think the Limerick full back line, when the ball is in the air, are not good. That's why I think Limerick and, or Kilkenny on Sunday, uh, TJ Reid will have to stay at full forward I think if they're playing him at full forward I think a roving TJ is not going to do the business on Sunday because they'll pick him up but I think TJ can cause awful problems in the air inside around the square if the ball is played in high because I don't think Limerick's defence is good in the air especially their full back line right. I don't think their full back line is good in the air now I think Owen Cody will cause problems for, for uh, Mike Casey I'm sure that Casey will be on him Barry Nash Barry Nash is a good f- fellow going attacking but how good is he defending as yeah. you said there, Nicky, a minute ago, Limerick can't afford, or Kilkenny can't afford to be letting the Limerick defenders up the field. Because when they're doing that, they're creating space for the forwards inside right away. So I think, I think this will be a fierce, fierce tough game. I think there won't be an inch given, and I think Kilkenny will want to play the game tight. Because I know most Kilkenny hurlers are really good in the ties anyway. They're very now, good in the ties. Tony, your prediction. My prediction is is what I've said, Pat. I think Limerick are favourites and justifiably so. But I'm going on Kilkenny's record. I'm going on their record in the last three finals. They had to change that sometimes. So I think Limerick had to be very, very aware of Kilkenny on Sunday. Okay. Are you giving Kilkenny a nod? I'm giving them a nod. I'm giving them a nod to, to be there or thereabouts, right? Right. Limerick are still favourites, as, as Nicky said there, and rightly so. They're going for four in a row, Pat. Yeah, okay? yeah, They are favourites, and I think that's justifiably so. You know, until such time as Kilkenny can prove to me that they can do it, maybe they will do it on Sunday. Yeah. But I think if Kilkenny go into the mode in the, uh, as they went in in the second half against Clare, when they allowed Clare back into the game, and remember now, only for a fortuitous goal, yeah, yeah. I know you have to take your chances and you'd all agree with that in Kilkenny that when Clare goal you made a mistake and Owen Cody got the goal there was no way Clare was going to win the match then you know what I mean but they can't be relying on, on, on Nicky Quaid to make a mistake like that no. you know because he, he probably won't make it you know so I think I think it's going to be a savage battle I think it's going to be fair. now Kilkenny Kilkenny are really I think they're more I was in Kilkenny last year as well before the final I think there's more there's more of a uh, optimism in Kilkenny this year that they, they, they're, they're kind of saying yeah we, we can do it you know and will Kilkenny get into that mood 
and they know Limerick are the favourites and things like that but there's no better underdog than Kilkenny and I will say this to you before I finish two inches of a Kilkenny man's hurley does more damage than six inches of another man's hurley right. I don't mean that I don't mean that in dirty way I mean in a way of skill you know if Kilkenny get the chances to take goals they'll take them you know so that Kilkenny are, are relying on that but they cannot let Limerick play to the structure they're playing if Limerick are allowed to play that structure they'll be only one winner simple as that Alright Tony thanks very much not at all and lads enjoy the game hope to see you around Crow Park on Sunday alright Tony thanks okay well done Community Radio Kilkenny City number one for sport I tell you, there was a Piltown man said, if you want good hurlers, have a more kind woman with a Piltown man. Oh, that's <laughs> breathing. <laughs> I'm looking at what Kilkenny do, and I know all the guys in Kilkenny are looking at next Sunday. From the time, you know, going back, we were all kids. We all wanted to line up watching Eddie Kerr, whoever was on the black and white TV when we first got one. And, um thinking that was where we all wanted to be. Uh, huge thanks to everybody. Uh, what I can say is that um, all the players are working hugely hard all year and uh, what I can't guarantee, never guarantee a win, I can guarantee that we will be given absolutely everything we can um, on Sunday and uh, your support is much appreciated so thanks very much. Community Radio Kilkenny City number one for sport. How are you going there Paddy? Uh, this is a kind of a dry run for the football for you, is it? I uh, know, I'm, I'm always interested in the Kilkenny Hurling. Uh, I'm just uh, looking at a few stats there today. Since 1998, uh, Kilkenny have a 72% appearance rate in All-Ireland Finals. They've won 11. They've lost, they've lost 7. They had a draw match in that as well. And I can't understand how we're nearly 11-4 to 4 in a two-horse race. And if things, the other thing I was going to say there, if you use Clare as a barometer, Clare... Uh, bet Limerick by a point they lost by a point Kilkenny bet them by three points so I don't know why people are not giving Kilkenny a chance and one thing I always say about Kilkenny when they go to Crow Park they always perform and that's the most important thing other teams to be you don't know will they perform or not but one thing about Kilkenny people and the Kilkenny team when they go up there they give it their all and they're always performing and I give them a great chance and I'm going to put my head on the block now and say they'll win by two points I'll do uh, we have a few texts in Kilkenny to win by three that comes from Anne in Stonyford and uh, Benjamin is listening up there in the Isle of Lewis and he's feeling optimistic about Sunday immensely proud of the cats travel safely everyone and who's going and please shout the heroes home we're in a far better place than we were uh, heading into last year's final especially in terms of panel depth and uh, I think there's more pressure on this team to win uh, than people will admit three All-Ireland defeats in five years against uh, Limerick team missing three All-Stars it would be hard to take if you didn't beat them and uh, right that's yeah that's and i just bring another stat Pat uh, just yeah, there, Limerick uh, bet Watford uh, on, on this run they bet Watford by 11 points they bet Cork by 16 they bet Kilkenny by 2 so there's not much in it between Kilkenny and Limerick right oh stats and stats Pete yeah you should be an actuary Ah, I'm nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Ling was talking at the carpet night uh, the other night. 
Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Yeah, but when you went in as selector with Brian Cody and the lads, you, you know, you were often put out to do the interview before the match and that type of thing. Yeah, I think he was trying to keep me busy, maybe. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, look, I think maybe exposing you to a little bit. I think sometimes it's demanding, and you're, you're, as a manager, you're probably pulled and dragged a little bit. Um, so, you know, I would have taken a little bit of, of um, some of the work off Brian, if you like, from time to time. But, um, but no, hugely enjoyable, hugely enjoyable from, from the point of view of actually, you know, I was only probably used to Brian as a player. So to actually, you know, work with him on the other side as well, which was, you know, that was the experience, McDempsey, James McGarry, experienced people who were obviously at their job just to see what it was like as well. So that was, that was very interesting. And uh, then you were asked for the under-21, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, that was a, a, a big step. You were going to be the man out front and you had to get a share of selectors and that. And of course, it was sudden death. You had one chance. It was knockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, look, that opportunity came up, and I was, I was really, I was delighted to take it on. To be honest, I spent probably five or six years at that stage as a selector, and um, the opportunity came. Obviously, the challenge being it was around COVID time, and training was a little bit disrupted. We could do a huge amount, um, but obviously, you have a couple of years there, and you're playing against. I suppose Galway were the, I suppose if you like, the last number of years very strong at underage, so. We were, would have been disappointed the first couple of years. And then the last year, I suppose, you're going in, the reality of it is, um, you know, the, the, the pressure was on. You had to get a result. And we're playing a team that had won four in a row at minor. So, it, you know, it was, a big, it was a big task. But it was one that, I suppose, over the years, you learn, you learn from mistakes, you learn from the experience as well. And I think we were well prepared last year. And, um, you know, that was a fantastic game. But getting over the line, I think, for all the players and for people that had been playing underage, at minor level had you know had been beaten by Galway it was a big win yeah and your selectors then you know you had Michael Rice and Peter Barry and that were you just good friends from the hurling from the you know when you played together was that a factor or what what was your yeah. criteria in picking your selectors I know of course it was well you know you know them pretty well um, Peter Barry had been involved a lot I suppose I would have played with Peter more than the other guys I suppose um, and he involved Obviously, he's been involved with the village as well, and he was always a leader in the dressing room, a fantastic fella. So, Michael Rice, the same, Peter O'Donovan, um, fantastic guy, Connor Fielding. So, like, all of them have bring their own kind of unique characteristics to it, and they all have their own skill set as well. So, they're top class, and um, no, very good management team, and not afraid to challenge each other, which is important as well. Now, when Brian stepped down and you got the call, what was your first reaction? Well, I got the call. Oh, look, it was, um, it's a bit surreal, I suppose. It wasn't something I was anticipating in terms of Brian uh, leaving the role. Um, obviously, last year, even though we were beating in the All-Ireland Final, it was a very successful year, and we'd run Limerick close. So, um, yeah, look, it was a huge honour, huge privilege to be even in the, the running for it. And then when you're offered a job, once my family were good with it, um, it sounds like that I don't spend, like, spend a lot of time at home, but I do on occasion. I have a lovely wife and three kids, so um, these things just happen. And when the opportunity came, I was just delighted to, you know, privileged to take it on, to be honest. Yeah, you were just after taking up a new job as well. Was that, a, you know, that obviously be a factor? 
Uh, yeah, it was before that. Look, you can you can never tell when these things are going to happen. But yeah, no, look, an opportunity came up. I'm working with a um, an Irish company, startup company in management. So they're based in Dublin. They're in the sports analytics industry, and they work across the Premier League, the NFL, and uh, so it's a huge. Yeah, that's a huge challenge as well. But it's, so it's a busy, it's a busy uh, lifestyle. But you get you get used to it. Taking on the job, did that kind of depend a bit on the other lads coming with you, your under-21 selectors? Was that a... Was yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the, the fellas, once I, once I spoke to all of them, they were very interested in coming on board, and, you know, we had a good couple of years together, so I, I was confident that, you know, they were going to come as well. Right. And, uh, you know, then from your playing, and you, you obviously, you know, you see the development of the game, and you have your own ideas on the game and your own you know, the way it should be going. That's, did you find it, uh, how do you find about implementing that and giving you very little time, you know, the way the condensed season is? Yeah, no, it is a challenge. And I think, um, you know, from the Leinster final on this year, we had, you know, a couple of weeks where we really got to push ourselves a little bit harder in training and work on a few things. But all the time you're looking at all facets of the game to trying to improve and... You know, I think that's um, the demands of the game. Everything is challenged now, especially when you're playing the top teams. They, you know, everything needs to be looked at. So um, I thoroughly enjoy that. The team thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, it's about getting, trying to get better all the time. And, um, you know, I think as the year has gone on, I think we are gradually getting better. We've had a few challenges, obviously, and we've had a few injuries. We've had a few lads that, you know, weren't available this year. But I think we have a huge you know, competitive panel and I think huge spirit within the setup, which is really important. And I think when you have that, you have a chance every time you go out. Yeah, and of course, Limerick, you know, you're going in as rank outsiders now and uh, Limerick on the four in a row and all that. I suppose the pressure is on them, but, uh, you know, having played them twice in the last 12 months, it must be some help. Yeah, for sure. Look, you learn, you learn something from every game. Obviously, the, the league final was a sobering experience and... Um, but it's, I hope, I think we have learned from that. I think we definitely have improved from that as the championship went on. We played championship two weeks later and we had a quick turnaround. But like I said, you're looking to improve all the time. But, you know, when it comes to Sunday, we have to make sure that, you know, everybody that's taken to the pitch is given, given absolutely everything and we have to be at the top of our game. But I'm, uh, I'm confident that we will. And uh, what's the message to the faithful here now tonight before you get the head off? Well, I suppose, first of all, I'd just like to say a uh, huge thanks to everybody um, for being here, first of all, because obviously there's a huge expense running uh, inter-county setups and everything else. Um, what I can say is that um, all the players are working hugely hard all year, and uh, what I can guarantee, never guarantee a win, I can guarantee that we will be given absolutely everything we can um, on Sunday, and uh, your support is much appreciated, so thanks very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Derry Kling. Thank you. Okay, that was at the corporate night and uh, Derry Kling there and uh, talking about, well, his journey as a manager. Uh, Anne Downey uh, has cast her eye on the All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie semi-final in Thurles tomorrow. One o'clock throwing. We'll be there. Nicky is going up. He's well fed now after being up at that corporate thing up in Grove Park. So he's, uh, he's heading off tomorrow and uh, he'll be... Uh, reporting in from one o'clock tomorrow okay and down his view of the match the voice of the black and amber community radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM 
And Downey, all arise around the senior hurling uh, All Ireland final. But of course, there's an All Ireland intermediate Camogie semi final on on Saturday. Yeah, for sure, Pat, and a real important match for Kilkenny. Um, I suppose, given that um, the seniors now are gone out of the All Ireland Championship, and um, we're looking to see what is going to take the place, I suppose, of um, all the former greats that have gone before us and that um, it's a, a right good intermediate team that has been improving the whole time under um, James Kelly you know they've really been doing some great work and um, uh, had a great win in the first round of the championship against Cork the Cork team that were after beating them in the league so they have a, a tough game ahead of them on, on Saturday at 1 o'clock in Thurlis they'll be playing Derry and I actually haven't got a chance to, to look at the Derry team but I'm sure they'll you know like all northern teams, you know, they'll be coming down with a swagger and um, full of confidence in that. But uh, I've no doubt that, you know, Seamus has the girls really well prepared for it. And I hope that, you know, that the supporters from Kilkenny will get behind the girls and go to Turles one o'clock on, on, on Saturday. Yeah, and Derry are putting up big scores. Um, they are, yeah. And, you know, the Cassidy's, <coughs> I suppose, were playing with them and I'm not sure if they still have any of the Cassidy's with them. But, um, they have a great tradition of, of camogie in, in Derry, you know, and they have their act together all right. And they're looking to make strides, you know, to win the intermediate and go up senior. But um, as I said, you know, the Kenny girls, you know, they had, I suppose, earlier on, they were powerhoused by Daniel Morrissey. And, of course, Daniel did a cruciate ligament. And uh, um, they've really, I suppose, put their shoulders to the wheel. And they're not leaving the work up to, you know, one individual. They're all really working hard for one another. And passing the ball uh, really well you know between one another and giving the ball to the person that's in the best position to get the score so uh, um, I'm looking forward to it you know it will be a battle all right but I think they're they're a young intermediate team and you know they're the future of Kilkenny Kilkenny Camogie Um, there'll probably be about 450 people at the dinner tomorrow and and looking forward to meeting all the stars of the past and, and meeting up with a lot of the Cork girls you know that we we've done battle with over the years uh, be a great day and looking forward to it yeah. and that was Anne Downey and she was up at uh, the Legends uh, in Croke Park today along with Nicky Brennan as well ok your verdict Nicky for the weekend come on uh, I think Kenny will win it by uh, 4 pints 4 pints Paddy Kenny by 2 Kenny by 2 Paul Brough you're in here as well you may as well get in on the act Kilkenny uh, by two points or Limerick by seven or eight. <laughs> okay. And Pat Tracy? Uh, uh, there's a proviso now. I I think we'll I think we we'll edge past him. I'm not sure by what margin, but uh, it'll be close. I, as long as we can get stuck into him. What have you on the program, Paul? Yeah. Uh, Has it anything to do with the All Ireland? Uh, well, it's got a bit of sport, but I'm sure we'll definitely be mentioning the other at, at some stage. Uh, Paul Cummins uh, coming on to talk about uh, the Kilkenny Minority Sports Arena, how that is progressing. That's the ice hockey and all yeah, that, Craig. I have Dennis Hines. Uh, we'll be talking about the how the ladies international team, how they're getting on in the World Cup. And I have Josie Function coming on, uh, telling us about a fundraiser she's doing for Cart out in Callan. So how do you think they're getting on in the World Cup? Yeah, they were all lucky there, um on Wednesday against Australia you know, a big game during the week against um, against Canada so that they, they want to be have we someone that. to put the ball in the net that's the question that, isn't is, it? The, that is the question in yeah, yeah. same same problem the men have same malaise yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. it yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah ok so it's the 2Ks for the All-Ireland yep. 
No. Good luck, Paddy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we are heading off. Paul is up next with Communities in Action. Bye and God bless. Take care. JJ Kavanagh Sons, keeping the country moving for almost a century.